This Partner in Action podcast series is a collection of interviews and real-life stories from people who apply the partner mindset and behaviors. The result, they get more of what they want, more often, with less difficulty. Amy Carroll is a communication coach, trainer, author, and professional speaker. She travels the globe using her secret superhero powers to liberate people from communication disasters. The communication model Predator-Prey-Partner was developed by Pat Kirkland, a superhero in her own right, and who happens to be Amy's sister. You can find out more at Amy's website, carolcoaching.com and patkirklandleadership.com. So listen, laugh, and learn how you can overcome the communication disasters in your life and get more of what you want. Lisa Shavat here with me. And Lisa and I met a few months ago when she attended the Leadership Presence course, the open program that I offer. Now, Lisa, it's great to have you here. I understand you have a partner in action success story for us. Is that true? I think I do. All right. So please tell us. So this is a story about my winter with my husband accompanying him on his guiding trips. And the reason for me it's a partnering success story is that when I first came to do your coaching, Amy, one of the issues that I wanted to address is that I can come over very predator. Okay. And that this results in what I describe as my being a Marmite person. Okay, you got to explain that for the non-Brits. So a Marmite is a product that you either love or you hate. Got it. And I am a person that you either love or you hate. Okay, now it makes sense. (laughs) So in my interactions with my trades or my clients, it either goes really well or spectacularly badly. Uh Uh-huh, okay. I can kind of relate to that. Yeah, I think people with strong personalities can have that impact on others. And because this has been hard, because this has really come to the fore over the last year, and I've decided to take it on, I've also become a little bit nervous about those interactions where I think I might trigger that Marmite response. Okay, so you've become a little bit sensitive or concerned. Okay. And this winter, I accompanied my husband on some ski guiding trips. Oh, ski guiding. So he does winter guiding. Okay. Yeah. And for me, this is an an occasion which could go spectacularly wrong. Because I'm meeting people that I don't know. Yeah. My personality is either going to communicate to them well or badly. Okay. And should it communicate badly, that will have a detrimental effect on his work. And a pretty miserable time during the whole event, I'm guessing. Well, and actually for me, the big concern was that the clients then don't get what they paid for. Yeah. No. His clients invest a lot of money to have a really good time. And if they then find themselves in a situation where they don't get on with the person who's the hanger on, technically, on the trip, for me, that's a significant issue. Yeah. And so there's a risk to the damage to your husband's reputation. Absolutely. Then that could impact his business and that can impact both of you financially. Absolutely. Okay. It's clear. What you're saying is the stakes are high. Yeah, the stakes are really high. So although it's not professional for me, in a way, it's just as bad because it's my husband's reputation at stake. Exactly. And I would like to report that it went very well. 
Okay, well, please Where, tell us. <laughs> whereby my standard for very well is nobody complained about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which for me is a result. I would consider that to be a really good result. Absolutely. So here's what I'd like to know, Lisa. How long was your trip and what was happening? What was going on in your mind? What were you doing differently to bring about that outcome? The first thing is that I have been really, really good and eliminated but from my regular I know. It's really impressive. I know. It's, and it becomes easier every day. Oh, wow. Every day it's easier. And every day when I use it, or, or now when I use it, I really notice. I, I can imagine. So let's pause and talk about this a moment. What was your approach to removing and eliminating butt from your vocabulary? <laughs> I find myself. You find, oh, not F-I-N-D, F-I-N-E-D. <laughs> you taxed yourself for every unintended butt. Okay, how much money did this cost you? Oh my, it was bad. <laughs> so the first day, it cost me eight euros. Okay. There's a euro, a euro per butt. Okay, so only eight butts in one day. That's actually pretty good. Fresh off the course, watching every word, <laughs> eight euros already. Uh-huh. Then seven, you more. Then six more. Then I had a very bad day with another 11 euros. <laughs> and I got to, I think I got to something like 53 euros and I oh. just gave myself a talking to. <laughs> Without the word but, I hope. Without the word but. <laughs> I gave myself a talking to. And this is the bit that's really difficult, actually, is you, I started to really moderate before I opened my mouth. So you were almost rehearsing each phrase oh, before you spoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I only moderated that word. Okay. Because I, there are so many things to moderate when you come out of the course. And, yeah, I could, just couldn't handle more than that one. So that's all yep. I did. And it dropped off like that. Okay, so I love that you had such awareness when you were doing this and you were such determination and commitment. And I think you're absolutely right. It's best to focus on one thing at yeah. a time. Now, when you said you gave yourself a good talking to, was there any gentleness or empathy in this self-talk? No. Mm. <laughs> okay. No. Although I would say I didn't feel like I was punishing myself. Oh, good. There was, there's a certain element of lightness around it. Because, good. Because I think I developed a sense of humor around using it. Uh-huh. And that... So maybe that is a sign that there is some empathy there. Yeah, that's a that's a, I love that insight that humor can soften that self-critical voice. Yeah. Okay, good. The other thing actually is that I did recruit quite a lot of support around it. How so? I told people that's what I was doing. Ooh, very brave. <laughs> yeah. I told people that that's what I was doing and it meant that I had the support of knowing that other people might might be like, oh, you said but, and that third-party intervention or the risk of that third-party intervention was a yeah. good motivator for me. Say, Leskin, it was what for you? It was a good motivator for me. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's also quite brave to do that. And I also think that you consciously realized that it, it, it kept you from getting your ego triggered if they did point it out. Because you're like, hey, I told them, of course they're going to say something. I'm giving permission. Right. 
Brilliant. Okay, so you and how long do you think can you track after the program in October how many months it took for you to eliminate but to a very oh, like three weeks. It was quick. Wow. Oh yeah. Once I put my mind to it and I told people, it suits my personality. I'm much better at doing things that other people are gonna call me on than on things that I'm gonna call myself on. Yep. And yeah, it was quick. It was quick, Amy, actually. Oh, Lisa, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well done. And what, time, what month was this trip with your husband? We went away in December. And okay. yeah, we went away in December. So. so the word but was essentially eliminated from your vocabulary. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. What else changed? The other thing is I become more watchful of what I'm saying. And that doesn't mean that... I necessarily am able to stop whatever comes out. And I, I still find I have these conversations where I speak and in my head I go, and then, and then, and then, and then, I do the inflection in my head when I've already done no inflection out mm -hmm. loud. Okay, I'm practicing. I'm still practicing. Right. And that watchfulness meant that especially when I first met whichever group of clients it was, I was really careful with my inflection. And it just makes interactions go much more smoothly. Oh, it's more about really that? interesting how much smoother the inter... I feel like the interactions went. And go into a little more specificity for me. Smoother in what way? I don't know how to explain it. Like my personal interactions with people, not always resplendent with ease. Mm -hmm. I'm, I can be quite objectionable. I can be not argumentative. I just don't agree with everything. Sure. And I'm very opinionated. Mm -hmm. and, that, those are, and I tend to express my opinions. Yeah. Anyone that knows me listening to that is just going to laugh out loud. I'm At least very, she knows herself. <laughs> I am very opinionated and I tend to express those opinions. Yes. And, and quite frequently, when those opinions don't agree with someone else, obviously that leads to conflict. Yes. And what I'm learning is that if I disagree with someone's opinion and use no objection words yeah, and inflect downwards, yeah. it seems to fly. Isn't that amazing? Because as opposed to causing this, I'm not convinced people would assume intuitively that that would make sense. I think they would say, "Oh no, if I use the upward inflection, then I'm letting the person know I'm not certain, I'm not sure, I'm not being pushy or demanding." And yeah. instead, what we're hearing is by certainly eliminating the butt and using these downward inflections. I'm wondering. Here's two, a couple of theories I have. One. When you use the downward inflection, you may feel more confident in yourself and may need to insist less. Second possibility, when we use the downward inflection, other people hear it with certainty and confidence and not necessarily demanding or aggressiveness. And I also am wondering if you were making a point of pausing more or letting yourself be interrupted. What about those two skills? Not a hope. Okay. <laughs> You weren't even using like everything and it was still good enough. No. Yeah, I have only concentrated on the three things that I said I would concentrate on. And that is all I've worked on. Get it rid of butt, downward inflection. What was the third thing? 
Eyebrows, raising my eyebrows. Yeah, it looks like you had a Botox treatment. You just all <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> yeah, that, the, raising the eyebrows is the one I'm still not great with. And well, thank you. Though now that you tell the success story, that also ties in because the eyebrows going up can look like we're being critical or annoyed or disagreeing. Yeah. The other thing about the inflection is that when the an upward inflection when you're expressing an opinion that is not the same as the person you're talking to it's kind of inflammatory there is an element of it sounds more pushy or more well don't you agree with me it rises you know it pushes up pushes things up like resisting energy yeah there's something about pushing up the emotion whereas when you inflect down you're bringing those emotions down okay i got it in your opinion it's very calming as well and so energetically thank you yeah that's one of the things you're yes. directing the energy in a very effective yes soothing way yes and whilst i'm talking to you about this what's coming to mind is also that i've forgotten about this in the course you'll have to remind me how it works there's there's definitely there's something about or, or what i heard was just because I disagree with someone and I am telling them something opposite and I don't agree, if I use that inflection, I might not get the fight. And I also might not win. Right. So I'm not necessarily going to change someone's mind yeah. through these conversations. And in a way, giving up that need to convince is also very powerful. Because you live to fight another day. Yes, and here's the irony. So I believe the mindset technique you're talking about is detach yourself from the outcome. Mm-hmm. You may want what you want and you may not get it, so you're delivering it without that insistence and it, this mm-hmm. has to be a certain way. Yeah. The irony is when the other person feels that there's not that sense of push energy and insisting energy, there's a higher probability they'll come around to your side. Yeah, it's like in yielding. So I, I mean, this sounds, it all sounds very combative and actually, which is really interesting because I wouldn't have said I have a combative style of speech and yet clearly I do because the evidence around me is that I put people off. So clearly I, it is combative. Yeah, it's not your intention internally. It's Absolutely. the whole packaging was giving that perception. Yeah, and in using all those, those tricks, which is the no but, and the inflection. I feel like I'm yielding, and that yielding is really re- brings its rewards. That's really very cool, Lisa. Thank you for sharing that, and congratulations. And I'm sure your husband's absolutely delighted. <laughs> He's relieved. <laughs> Does he know how much effort you put into this? No, I haven't asked him. Well, make sure he hears the podcast. <laughs> Lisa, before I let you go, I have one question for you. What is one tip that you have for listeners on stepping into partner? So for me, it is about the yielding. It's like yielding can be really powerful in getting what you want. Yeah, ironically. Yeah, like really. So really practicing detaching ourselves from the outcome. Oh, well, Lisa, thank you very much for that. And thanks for taking the time today. And for everyone out there listening, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, 
Happy partnering. If you want to participate in one of Amy's superhero trainings, you can find out more on her website, carolcoaching.com. That's two R's and two L's.